topic we're going to talk about tonight is a very practical one. A very practical one, and unfortunately, very often one which, with the best intentions in the world, people do wrong. And that's what's important to talk about and give some really practical examples. Maybe your children are already old enough that you know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's a good thing to remember for the years, for the years to come. And I want to talk about Shabbos. I want to talk about Shabbos. There's a Balamar. The Balamar is talking about the Karaim. The Karaim were an offshoot of the Staikim, the Betusim, all the other people along the line who decided they don't believe in Tarash And therefore they took the words of Tarash Abalpeh, literally. Most times, as a result, they came out not doing what the Torah wanted, much to make them. Sometimes they came out super machmer. One of the examples of that is in Shabbos. They took the Pasuk in the Torah, which is They took it to mean that you can't have a fire on Shabbos. Not you can't light a fire, you can't have a fire. Have a fire burning on Shabbos. And if that's the case, no light, there's no heating, and there's no food. Right? So the, the Karayim, Amish from Sirius Nefesh, we spend Shabbos in the cold, in the dark, whatever, whatever raw cold food they have, because you can't have ice. And the Balamar takes the money, argues with them. Lots of rides, obviously, is not true. But one of the points that he made, that is, that's not the way we meant to spend Shabbos. Right? The Mice of a Karasna Shabbos Oinek. Shabbos is meant to be there for Oinek. And uh, a person is meant to enjoy Shabbos. Yes, there are restrictions. Yes, the Malachas, there's Mokta and other things we can't do. But the, the approach, the way we approach Shabbos is that it's something we look forward to. And that's the Mitzvah Darais of Zachos Yom Shabbos, the one waits for Shabbos. We spoke about it last time. We look forward to Shabbos. Not only that, Shabbos is unique. In Kimat, there isn't another time in the Torah where you find that a Mitzvah wasn't given as an instruction. A Mitzvah was given as a gift. You cannot find it. Every time Hashem tells us to do something, yes, it's for our benefit, and yes, it's for our protection, yes, it's for our Elam and all the other good things as well, but it's given as a tzivu, you have to do this. The exception is Shabbos. Amran al-Kadosh Baruch the Moshe, it's the Gemara both in Shabbos and Yifet, it's Amran al-Kadosh Baruch the Moshe, Matona toiva yeshliva beskenaza v'shabashma. I have a good gift, a valuable gift, and its name is Shabbos. Go ask, tell Kadosh I'm giving them a gift. And what we meant to learn from that is that the way to receive Shabbos is as a gift. It's an instru- there are lots of instructions. There are lots of instructions. It's very chomer. But the underlying way we approach Shabbos is it's a gift. And we enjoy Shabbos. We look forward to Shabbos. We take it as a gift. It's a very chosh of said. And if Shabbos is going to be seen as a day of restriction, so then it's undoing the point of Shabbos. A person is waiting for Shabbos to be finished so that he can do Malacha. Okay, maybe technically he's not doing anything wrong because he's not just counting the minutes until he can switch his smartphone back on. But Lemaisa, it's undoing the point of Shabbos. Shabbos isn't meant to be taken as restriction. It's meant to be taken as a day of Oinek. Now, well, this is my game. This is important. There's two positive mitzvahs on Shabbos. The one is covered Shabbos, the one is Oinek Shabbos. The mitzvah of covered is how a person dresses, that's one of the reasons for nares, for candles, it's covered. Uh, the way a person brings in Shabbos, there's a certain dimension of covet, of respect for Shabbos, honor for Shabbos. 
And there's a mention of Einig Shabbos. The person is meant to enjoy Shabbos. They're not meant to be a stereo. They, they're one and the same. A person enjoys the chashivas, the importance of covers, which gives to Shabbos, the ambience. At the same time, there's the enjoyment. But if there would be a stereo between the two, what's more important? Is the primary mitzvah sasei the covered or the oinik? So where is it negeh? Where is it negeh? Paneris. Paneris. Right, we have two reasons brought in the Gemara Paneris. One is covered, one is not covered. Shabbos, one is oinik, so the person will come out to Shalom Bayes. The person will see where he's going. Right, he has to hurt himself. And first is the Shulchan Aruch says, in Hilchus Hanukkah, that the reason why Neris Shabbos is more important than Neris Hanukkah is Neris Shalom Bayes. Oinik Shabbos is more important, not covered. It would be shot of Kavit Shabbos, and then it's time to come first. It's a bit of a Right? But if it's a of Oinik Shabbos, that comes first. The Mishra Burros, and then again, if you have a lot of scenarios, it's first. He says the primary reason is Oinik. Not, not Kavit. And therefore, if it would be a shot of one against the other one, the Oinik takes precedence. If I had to venture as far a reason why it would be like that, it's because the evidence of Shabbos is meant to be enjoyed. And therefore, even though a person enjoys Oinik and enjoys Kavit, but Lemais, if it will be one against the other one, then it's more important to focus on the Oinik. That's the Hano, that's the enjoyment the person gets from Shabbos, and that's the impression the person will come away from Shabbos with. And therefore, if Shabbos is going to be looked at as a day of restriction, and Shabbos is going to be looked at as a day of a person is just waiting for Shabbos to finish because he can't do what he wants to do, then it's going to destroy the connection or the, the, the point that Shabbos is meant to give. What's meant to be the result of Shabbos is and we say, we look forward to Shabbos, we want Shabbos, we enjoy Shabbos, we're not in Shabbos. For ourselves as adults, it's easier to work with that, with that model. Now, therefore, we all see everyone agrees, we understand that that's what Shabbos is meant to be. Okay, so now let's look at Shabbos from the eyes of a child, the other way around, and look how many times it's easy for parents to not just give like mistake the message of Shabbos, give 100% the wrong message of Shabbos. My first example. My first example. Everyone wants to dress the children in Shabbos class. It's, it's a pretty Shabbos dress with the matching shoes, or it's a white shirt, that the little kids don't tell me wears a white shirt, whatever it is, and it's a big, and, and it's a hush of a thing. And Kavit Shabbos is a dress properly. So it's the Kiyok, so the big day Shabbos is a big part of Kavit Shabbos. But, but, the Kavit Shabbos is a but if now you're going to make a kid act like he's in a straight jacket because you don't want him to dirty his clothes. So don't go outside and don't play and don't do anything. And I've even seen it by a kiddish, right? Where the father tells his kid, you can't eat, you're going to get dirty. <laughs> so what are you doing? Right? You put him on the table with all the kinds of treats, all the food he wants, but don't touch anything, you're going to get dirty. It's a, what you've gained on the... The kid's in. So, I was a hit bearish. <laughs> <laughs> so the the point is, it's coming you mach on the big day Shabbos, but you you making Shabbos into something not enjoyable. Otherwise, it's kind of a torture. You can't do what you want to do because you have to look after Shabbos class. So feels about that. You're not meant to dress a kid in Shabbos class. No, you are. And if they get dirty, you'll wash them. It's still Shabbos. You can't make a kid into a model for Shabbos because then they can't do anything because they were in Shabbos class. Otherwise, Shabbos becomes the day of torture. Wash it. You can't play, you can't eat, you can't do anything. You're stuck. You're being a model. 
That's the first example. Second example. This is part of the first in the back. I'll preface with the story. Years before I worked for the JK, I used to work for the competition. And uh, I used to work together with David Raski there. And uh, one of the programs of Samech has is called Derech. Derech is Subachim. Started up from homes are pretty much gone to Derech and they try to bring them back again. So we were discussing together with one boy, like, okay, for normal for a family, like, what happened to you? What, what, what made you give everything up? That's what the boy said. He said, I gave up everything because I hated Shabbos. I hated Shabbos. I used to dread Shabbos the whole week and it was so bad, I would, push, I would give up everything not to have Shabbos. And I asked him, what was so terrible about Shabbos? You know, that's how much... What did he say? He said, it wasn't Shabbos. It was Ere Shabbos. He said, to come down to Ere Shabbos, my mother it was dangerous to be near her. He said, we used to, used to run out the house and like shivering outside these little kids because we were too scared to be in the house of Shabbos. Because of this and that. The Bach says that. The Bach says, the person is like, Fadi Yisera and Ere Shabbos, not to get angry because the Satan's miracle. Like, if something wrong gets in, the, 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 the Satan comes, Ere Shabbos. If it gets to an extreme, it partially can make a matter like this, that the kids are terrified of Shabbos because they know Shabbos comes with a... Uh, it's dangerous to be around. I was once given this year somewhere else. It doesn't work. You have to make every Shabbos not a terrorizing day. I was in another place given this year and someone, a lady that was there that works as a, one of the big seminaries in Yishalayim, she says they've noticed that every Friday is full attendance. So any other day of the week, half a girl don't there. Friday, everybody's there. Okay, I don't know what it's saying too much, with, with, what the lesson you meant to learn from that is, but it's definitely a point. If preparing for Shabbos, and yes, and I have to wash the floor, and I have to finish everything, and I have to do this, and it's a short day, and anything else, but if, if as a result, the, the way that you come into Shabbos, or more importantly, the way that your children are getting ready for Shabbos, is mitzvah fear, mitzvah punishment, mitzvah whatever it is, uh, whatever, whatever else parents can do when they're snapped, right? So then it's going to have a much worse effect on the children, it's going to be much more damaging the whole Shabbos experience if that's the way it's going to stop. In the case of Zbachar, I told you, maybe Shabbos itself was okay. Maybe things calmed down after counting that things are back to normal, I don't know. But uh, the, the, the pre-Shabbos, so to speak, trauma was enough to make him give up everything. When it says it's not Shabbos. Our second point. That is that, and, and if the question is going to be what? So that I shouldn't be ready for Shabbos. So again, it's a question of priority. Maybe it's like more important. Maybe it's more important than going to Shabbos if kids are happy than if you had an extra chance to scrub the counters in the kitchen. Maybe. It's a question. And if it's that important, then maybe you have to reorganize the day. Or do things differently that you can make everything work. You see that the... Sure, I'm asking with you. Every single person does is better. So... The question is, how's the question? So first, if you're going to talk about what Malachim say, they don't talk about the cleaning the They say that you would have candles, you set the table, but it's time to meet Which means I'm ready for the soda. It doesn't say I clean the counters. It's in the Shaitish. Even if you say the Hiratim, you say the Lang and the Sech, right? It's like the Hiratim and the Rosh, right? It's the Hiratim and That's all. Okay, you're here to that. Now, I'm, I'm asking with you that the more I've done and the more ready I have a job, it's the better it is. But I'm saying, if it's going to be a trade-off, so you have to think sometimes what's more important. And if Taka is very important to you, 
But you have to think backwards. Maybe I should start working earlier from the week for Shabbos. Or do things at different times so that it works. At the end of the day, the children don't have to be the carbon for Shabbos. And they say also, that's why we say, Shalom Aleichem Alechei Shalom. First thing is that everything is Bashalim. <laughs> Not them, we can worry about uh, the Hasati Mitasi and everything else. Let's talk about the third point. The Surah Shabbos. It happens a all that uh, even if you, you have a certain mystery in Shabbos food which goes back there, there is, right? It could be told they like the food. Uh, it happens, right? So now, what's the attitude? What's the attitude? So it's just too bad. That's Shabbos. Right? If you're not going to eat chayes uh, the fish, then go hungry. What's the Shabbos? Right? Again, whatever matters is to Messiah, and I'm not knocking that, but it's not worth it to make the meal something which the children don't enjoy. If the Surah Shabbos is meant to be owning Shabbos, so then it's meant to be something they enjoy. So someone once asked me, so then I should give my kids tuna for the meal. Why not? No one's saying you eat the tuna, you can eat what you like. But if that's what they like, why not? There's no din that you can't give a kid something on Shabbos because it's not what you think is Shabbos food. If he likes the food which is you serving, great. And if not, give him what he wants. It's, the owning Shabbos is what you like. So just like you as an adult, you'll choose the foods you like, right? Because that's owning Shabbos. So if you're thinking for your children, give them the food they like. And if it's not, and if it's not traditionally accepted, okay, so when they get older, they'll, maybe they'll like the normal food that you're eating. And if they're wanting something different, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? The other for them is earning Shabbos. Just like earning Shabbos is buying all the, the nash and the candy and all these things. But that's, that, that's just that one part of it. The Ika earning is the Siddhas. It's also brought in Allah. The Ika earning Shabbos is the Siddhas Shabbos. So if you want to make the Siddhas Shabbos something which is earning forever in the family, you have to think what everybody likes. And if it be that some people in the family don't like whatever you, you, you like, so make two options. And give them what they want. It's not a historian in Shabbos. It's only most of the Shabbos. That's the second point. Third point. As a hemshikh of this. And that is, and then again, I'm saying this even though I know that a lot of people don't agree. I think it's a double khasha. And that is, do you force your children to stay at the table? Right? Do you force them to stay at the table? So now, if the massive is they want to stay there because they're involved in the conversation, because they want to eat, because they like the food, because they like the atmosphere, they enjoy the singing, you're doing a wonderful job. But tell that's what we want to do. But it can happen that sometimes the conversations between the adults and the children, especially the little children, aren't part of it. Or whatever the, whatever the other reason is, they get bored, it's beyond their attention span, the meals take too long, whatever, they, or you've got guests and you have to deal with the guests, you can't deal with the children, whatever it is. In a matter like that, forcing a little child to stay at the table is partial torture. You can't do anything, you can't interrupt, you can't move, you can't. So what are you achieving? There's no khiv to make him stay there. If he wants to go, let him go. And you can invite him back for the next course or for the dessert, whatever it's going to be, what he wants. Or you want to sing mirrors, depending on the case. Kiddush. No, Kiddush is definitely Kiddush. Kiddush. Sorry? Until you're married. It's not part of the conversation. You don't have to keep them there. It's not a din that you have to be there with Chirasa If someone wants to go, let him go. What ends up there? When you're leaving If you, if you, no. Uh, firstly, so I was, I'm not recommending that you trace everyone away. Right? Other if you can involve everyone in the conversation and make it enjoyable and make it something which everyone's part of, then of course it's better. But I'm saying, but if for whatever reason it is that they don't feel right now, they're not enjoying it, so you're not gaining anything, you have to stay here. Right? It's laying down the law and making people not enjoy it. 
If that's the case, beside it, okay. So tomorrow you'll think of Mirosh, and you'll think, what am I going to talk about? Did you have a nice story, a nice question, a nice topic of conversation? It's part of, if you're eating the meal, just like by the Seder night, everybody, before Seder, most people, I should say, before the Seder, like looking up, shout what to say and what to say and how to read that God. And this all I'm going to say is, if you, the father, and you're the one who's reading the Seder, that's your job also, every Shabbos. Find a nice story in the Pasha. Find a good book. If you know your kids lack a good question, think of the questions of Merosh that you're going to ask them. If you know that they, whatever it's going to be, that a topic which is an interesting topic you're going to become part of, good. You know your family. You know who's around the table. Think of the things which are going to make them part of the meal. You want to do that. You want to do part of it. Just like the food is something you want, people want to be there because they want to eat, the atmosphere should be one people want to be part of also. Yes, it needs preparation, but it's something which is it's worth thinking. It's worth being investing in. And now I'm going to say, even for little kids, even for little kids, even three or four year olds can stay at a, a, a Suda Shabbos if they're the ones who are being addressed and you're making it the fee something that they'll enjoy. There's no so, reason not. So how, do you, how do you gauge between having a. Now, a when, you have, when you have little kids and you have guests, yeah. so you're right, then it's very hard to gauge. So sometimes you have to tell the guests. You can't entertain a kid if you're entertaining the guests. It's two totally different It's things. very hard. Yeah. So sometimes you're going to have to make times for each. And you tell the guests and wait a bit, let me just talk to my kids a bit first and then let them go and then I'll talk to you. Or you have to make it something if you're like a really good storyteller and you can get everybody involved. And okay, it can work. So yes, there's a man in bringing everyone to the table and making it a, a way for uh, for everyone together to share a discussion or to, to learn or to enjoy Shabbos together. That's great. But if it's not happening, if it's not happening, especially if you have different age kids, then you have to get them all involved. It's not happening. Don't force them to stay at the table. You're not achieving anything. Let them go and play. There's no yes, You'll bring them back, you'll have them back. Now, what, what yes, what yes, everyone's looking for Kiddush. First, it's a, it's a mitzvah. It's a start, you're starting right. Everyone's looking for Kiddush, it's Chinuch, even at the Lech Mishnah. The MS is, at that stage, they've done their mitzvah, so the Shabbos. If they wanted to bench now, they could. Of course, with the stand, they'll do it automatically. You're doing it, they'll do it. That's not, that's not such a issue. All over It's not wrong. They can walk around for Kiddush, it's fine, as long as they're listening to you. They've had Kiddush, they've had the Chamish, they've had a Moitzi, the Yetzir's done to the Shabbos. At that stage, they want to go read a book, or they want to go play Lego in the bedroom, let them go. If they want to come back, they'll invite them. If you don't want to come back, she said it. What happens if he's doing the meals? So it's the same thing, we're starting, come, come to the Siddur, sit down for Kiddush. Hashem Aleichem said, doesn't doesn't be there. We'll go for Kiddush, washing, a Moitzi, then go back to play again. And if you want to come, you're always welcome to come back again. It's not like I'm chasing you away, you're welcome to come back when you're ready to, or when you want to eat. Now, if you start an interesting story or you start a discussion which I'm most part of, you'll come meet me. Right? That's always the idea. You want people to, you want your children to join the table because they're interested, because they want to be part of it. But to mechayev someone who doesn't want it, it's, it's, it's counterproductive. That's you're losing more than you're gaining. Is it always? That's my question. Is it always counterproductive? Because like, I'm just giving you an example. I mean, with the culture, I don't know if I ever would have developed a taste for your culture. Not serious. From a psychological perspective, you don't want to force them to do a mitzvah at the age of five. But you want them to be part of it. Like a, a lot of what I'm saying is that not should you tell them to come or not to come. You can tell them to come. The point is that you shouldn't force them to come. To do act with fear doesn't work. Right? You can say, come for Kiddush now. Everyone's coming for Kiddush. Come for Kiddush. That you can do. To force on, you have to come. Drag him away from his game. The, the, the effect is you lose more than you gain. Okay, so that's the second point. And that is... So? Always. Always. People make more of a religious thing out of forcing the kids in Shabbos because they think they have to play the part. 
It's not a it's not a mahalach, especially not on Shabbos. The impression of Shabbos is meant to be something you enjoy. Next point I want to talk about. And that is, uh, it's not just the food, like we said, you, the idea is to try and involve your children in the meal. If you try and involve them in the discussion, like I said before, think about things which are going to interest them, which are going to make them a part of it, so that they, they feel that they they feel that they enjoy being there, that you, you're listening to them. But you, the MS is even little kids, three, four-year-olds. If you talk to them on their level, they have what to say. And if you talk to them in a way they understand, they can listen. Right? I think anyone's had a little kid who's tried since Saturday night, and you've actually put some time and effort into thinking how to talk to the little kids. You'll see that you can tell the story for an hour, and I'll sit and listen quietly for an hour because they're interested. You're talking on their level, they can understand what you're saying. You're spending the time with them, they'll listen. And if you're going to make the same as talking the story of Yosef and Mitraim as you're spending by talking about the story of Yosef and Mitraim, they could hear that too. And as I said, it's not very often, unless the kid has. ADHD or some other problem, or it's hard for them to sit still stunned, which is possible that other kids have that. We're saying for even little kids, in a normal matter, if you're talking, trying to communicate with them, and you're talking on the level they can understand, then they can be a part of it. I understand. You have lots of kids different ages, or you have a guest as well, it's harder to do that, to focus on them. But when you're making the family sort of, when you're trying to focus on your kids, I'd rather think about it. How am I going to involve my kid in the middle? What am I going to talk to them about? And that brings me to the next thing. This is... Uh, I was as much because I've heard this from a number of Fashim Khankim, but I think it's a very important point. And that is every kid from the age of two in Israel comes home from Gan with the Fashim questions. Right? For a lot of kids, right, Shabbos meal becomes like an interrogation. Of question one. What was Yes's father's name? <laughs> no. What was his father's name? Question two. Then you didn't learn anything this week. <laughs> What's the number you're gonna? What am I paying for? I'm talking about paying, right? I always, I've always said, to ask five questions like that at the Shabbos meal is, again, it's counterproductive. It's not meant to be an interrogation. And if a kid feels that you upset every answer he doesn't know, you feel, he feels he's not doing well enough because he doesn't know what to say to all the questions, so he's not going to look forward to Shabbos. It's like he's being put on the spot every single week. And if you're a guest, it's not even there, then he's being embarrassed in public. Don't do it. If you want to ask him the questions, the time to do is not at the meal. It's in a different setting, one-on-one, when you're going to talk to the story together. And if you want to ask, then don't ask a direct question that the teacher asks. Say, did you learn about the Pashat? What did you remember? Let them say what they know. Why should I drill them? One, two, three, four, the questions. That you'll hear yourself. I have a three-year-old, I have a four-year-old, a five-year-old, all in different kind of And instead of asking them, one, two, three, four, I said, tell me, the teacher told you about the story. Tell me the story, what do you know? And they'll tell you all the details. You'll hear, you'll hear whatever they know, they know. Right? And they'll enjoy it more that way because it's not an interrogation. You're right, you're wrong. Well, what happens? You, you know, let them explain it to you, let them tell you what they know. If you want to hear if your kids know the Pasha, the way to do it is to do it in a setting where they're comfortable to talk, not where you're putting them on the spot. And if they don't want to tell you the Pasha, for whatever reason, they don't know it so well, they weren't paying attention to the then that's okay too. Nothing's telling on it. You're not paying them the codal check based on how well they know the answers. Yeah. Yeah. My question was a little different on the Pasha. Regular kind of issue. If I have different kids, what do I do with both of them? Yes. So the answer is that you, if you give one the chance to tell you the whole patch is going to take in 15 minutes, then of course everyone else is going to lose position. You get back a bit. Okay. That's fine. So tell me a little bit about Mauritius. Okay. Very nice. And really well. Now let's give your brother a tell. What do you know about Shmos? Tell me a little bit. Very nice. Now let's go to this one. You can come back to him again. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a turn. I'm coming back to you again. You're going around in a circle. And wait for your turn, because we're going to get back to you. Everyone has two or three minutes, and then it's not too long for anybody to listen. And they're waiting for their turn when it comes around to them again. Well, that's good. 
the idea again, the idea is that the, the, the idea is they should enjoy it. The Shabbos is something that they look forward to and they enjoy it. If it's going to be a matter of something which is not enjoyed, something which is they're scared of because they don't, whatever, then naturally they're going to pull the resistance to it. And that's, that's exactly what we're trying to avoid. Now, Shabbos is, is, is not just a small thing, it's a major part of our identity of, of, every week. We look forward to Shabbos, we prepare for Shabbos, and for Shabbos, it's a big part of it. And the whole idea is it's maybe something which is we look forward to all week. And therefore, the, the, you have to go through point by point to Shabbos. We're going to keep going, but I'm just saying, summing up the main idea, point by point to Shabbos, that there's nothing that I'm doing in Shabbos which I'm making my kids scared of Shabbos, or be, be afraid of Shabbos. On the contrary, I have to think in their terminal, in their way of seeing things, is everything on Shabbos something that they, got, that they enjoy, they like, they want, or, oh no, it's Shabbos again, we don't want it. That, that's the Ekechenach. The Ekechenach is the, that they're also getting a time for the enjoyment of Shabbos. That is the next point. And that is, for a lot, of, a lot of families, the main time that they have to be with the kids is on Shabbos. Right? During the week, while he's working, he's in Koyal, he's busy, he's learning, he's whatever he's doing. The kids are in school, the mothers are... But the only real family time we have is together in Shabbos. Now, if that's the case, and this is maybe a harder point to, to do, because we're all humans, but it's a very important point. And that is, if the Maisa, the father's idea of Shabbos is straight up for lunch and we're going to sleep to Mincha. Right? And of the kids are just disturbing me the whole afternoon. Right? And therefore most of our interaction is going to be keep quiet, get out of the room, keep quiet, get out. It's, it's building a negative interaction. That when you get to be with your kids, it's, it's all negative. Right? It's all either they're doing the wrong thing or you're getting frustrated with them. Or And remember, this is your time together. The rest of you don't see each other. So if, if their relationship with their parents, which is primarily Shabbos, is going to be negative, like we said the story before, it's going to be with their mother and Arab Shabbos, who's uh, making, that, making that miserable for them, and their father and Shabbos after is making that miserable for them. Besides the relationship between the parents and children, that's not the issue. But the whole Shabbos experience becomes much better. We have a regular work time in school, and we don't see our parents, and it becomes something which is negative altogether. And yes, it's important. And that is that it could be that all children do get you worked up after time, they don't do what you want to do, whatever it is. You want to, you have your program for what you want to do in the afternoon, and it doesn't work with what they want to do. Remember, this is the main time you're with them. But you have to work in making it a matter that it doesn't become that. It just leaves unpleasant memories. This is something which is a negative interaction. Going back to the, the Shabbos. Talking about, besides, as a parent, what you can do to work ahead that your children enjoy Shabbos. Now, the big question always comes with Mukta. Kids want to play with their toy or whatever it is, and it's Mukta. Um, so, Aleph. The halacha is that if we, you, not, it's not The halacha is that if it's not, he's not doing it for you, he's doing it for himself. You aren't mitzvah l'afrisha. There's a mitzvah chinuch here that you want to teach him what to do, not to do, right? You don't mitzvah l'afrisha. And therefore, if you're a little kid, is a three-year-old, four-year-old, whatever it is, he wants to play with his wind-up car, he wants to play with his rattle, or something which would be mitzvah in Shabbos. I don't have to. I can't give it to him. I can't help him with it. But I don't have to take it away from him. Now. When it gets to the age where you think your children are old enough to understand that there's muktzah and that they contemplate everything on Shabbos, right? so, but that, that's their toy, that's what they enjoy. What's the training? So I'll tell you what I did, and I think it's a question I to favor. You buy Shabbos toys. But it's only available to the parents on Shabbos. 
Shabbos nice. They can choose it. A nice joy. Something they lack, something they enjoy, but only for Shabbos. So during the week, they have their regular weekday toys. And Shabbos, they got the Shabbos toys. And now they want that, because once a week they get to play with it. And that's great. It, it, it can cost money. Sometimes it's the more expensive toy. And that's fine. Because they look forward to Shabbos afternoon, because that's when they get the Shabbos toys. One at a time. So the first thing I said, to have special toys for Shabbos, special things for Shabbos, and they look forward to that. And then it's only for Shabbos. Right, so first it adds to only Shabbos. This is like uh, you, you're not going to play the during the week, just like the one in the Shabbos dress. The Shabbos is during the week, you're not going to That's for Shabbos. It's also for Shabbos. Number two, then the Muxa the isn't so much the exciting thing because now there's something new and better to play with. And uh, now, what about if a child wants to have something Muxa? He asks you, you ask the question, is it Muxa? You're not going to lie to him, of course it's Muxa. But I want to play with it. So what I say is, Look, we're not allowed to play with Muktzah things in Shabbos, so when you're big, you can't play with Muktzah. If you think you're big, you shouldn't be playing with it. If you think you're still little, you can. Now, why does it help? Because I've told him exactly the MS. We're going to come to the next, uh, next Shabbat, the Shabbat, the Shabbat, the You can never, never, ever lie to a child. It destroys, it destroys much more than just the thing you lied about. Right? So you're telling him exactly the truth. It's Muktzah. And if you're big, you can't play with Muktzah. But maybe you're still little. So if you think you're little, then you can. Most kids, depending on exactly what they are, some kids they want, want to be little. That's okay. I'm not Mitzvah Lapresha. If he, he knows he can't do it, he's big, I told him that. Right now, I'm Mitzvah Lapresha, he's still a three year old, a four year old, whoever it is, I'm not Mitzvah Lapresha right now. And if he thinks, no, I want to be big, okay, then if you're big, why you should be playing with it? So I've done my job as a mechanic. I don't have to grab it from him, I don't have to force him to give it up. I've done my, at that age, he's still young enough that I don't have to stop him. I've done my job as a mechanic, I told him that when you're big, you can't play with it. Now, if he's a bit older and he's at the stage that he shouldn't be playing with Moksa, then I have to be honest with him. He said, you're a big boy now, you can't play with Moksa. He's visibly upset. Like, it's, it's the same thing as saying you don't need, uh, you don't need boss at all. Right. It's the same exact... Uh, he's visibly upset. But not. then again, the idea is, so let's find something better to do. That's always the idea. That we say. Let's find something else. Is there a positive way of explaining um, Moksa to kids? The way that doesn't seem restrictive, or is there even a need to make it not seem restrictive? At l- most times, the kids don't want the reason. They're just, you, that's the fact. Like, we like, don't do these things on Shabbos. We don't use the phone, we don't go in the car, we don't No, go like sometimes I'll, I'll tell my three-year-old that like, Hashem wants us to like sing and, and, and eat nice food, and like instead of doing... I mean, is there, a way, is, is there a way of maybe saying that, making it in a positive sense, kill that, you know, instead of doing it, Hashem wants us to do yeah, this, because yeah, it's just more yeah, gishmak, yeah, you know? No, there's that reason. There's things we do in Shabbos, and we have these things which we do in Shabbos, and things we don't do. And little kid will accept that. And like I said, again, even the Mishnah, if Metatel doesn't, uh, uh, no, if I don't have to tell him to get off the stone. He's a little kid, I don't know if, and right now he doesn't have that he's made it do it, or it would be too hard for him. Leave him with it. Allah must have to stop him. The Ika is that he knows, and I've told him, that when you're older, you can't do it. Or if you think you're big, then you shouldn't be doing it. Okay, I've, I've done my job. That's as far as, as Mokta goes. Um, what's more pro- difficult, and this isn't really a good answer for, is when a little kid who doesn't understand it yet, wants you to help them. Right? So they bring you the Mokta thing, they want you to put it on. Or they're trying to do the Mokta activity, and they can't do it themselves, they want you to help. So they aren't old enough to understand that they can't do it. You're talking about a two-year-old or a three-year-old or even a one-year-old sometimes. It's whatever. It's they aren't old enough to understand that you can't do it or that they can't do it. And they don't understand why you're not helping them. Right? You don't have much of an idea. It's not a hat to do the yourself. 
right? The only answer is, and not, depending on the kid, how well this works, the only answer is try and distract them. Find something else for them to do. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. If the kid's really into what they wanted to do, am I not? There's no hetero for you to be mechalal just to make a kid happy. Okay? It's, it's, uh, you can't. You can't. You can't switch on the light because your kid's screaming that he doesn't like the dog. Right? You can't switch on the toy because your kid's screaming that the battery's fed out or whatever it is. You can't. Okay? So the only idea is just to try. That, that's the way it is. And you have to work, find some, some other way of distraction to give them happy. Trying to rationalize with a kid at that stage doesn't work either. They aren't old enough to understand as far as why yes, why no, why, why yes, they could that they can't. Okay, there's nothing to do. Sometimes your kids want to do things you can't let them do. You're also not going to scream, they're going to, have a, they're going to scream and shout about it. What can you do? That's the way it is. Like we said before, we're going, we don't have to give in to anything a child wants just because they're crying about it. Because they want to. If a kid wants to do something dangerous, he doesn't say no. And they throw a tantrum. Too bad, what can we do? That's awesome. And over here also, for the kid himself, I don't have to make but when it comes to the kid wants me to do something, that's for sure not. That's for sure not. It's too bad. That's, that's my Christ Hashem. It's going to do with him. Okay, so sum up. So what is it today? Three major points. A person, I'll, I'll put it also into the terms of Kuva Asa and Shav Al And when it comes to Shabbos, the first thing is you want to make Shabbos a positive experience. And therefore, you have to think in advance three things. Number one, not to do things that, or not to treat your kids in a way which they're going to find as being very restrictive. That they're going to find that they hate Shabbos because of the tension in the house, because that, the atmosphere is no good, because they're forced to do things they don't want to do, because they feel that they can't do, they can't have a nice time, whatever it is. Right? So you have to think for them not to make them, put, make them do things which they're not going to enjoy. That's also the ending of your child. You want him to enjoy Shabbos. Number two, the active part, and that is you've got to think ahead. If I want my child to enjoy Shabbos, I'm going to think ahead. What am I going to do to make him enjoy Shabbos? How am I going to, what am I going to do to make the series exciting, to make the series interesting? What am I going to do to find the games, the toys for him to play on Shabbos? He'll be happy with Shabbos. What am I going to do to find a way to discuss things that he, that he enjoys the discussion? Whatever it is. I can give you one or two practical answers, which uh, uh, my wife hasn't been too happy about, but I've tried it along the way. And that is uh, one time. I asked my kids to enjoy the Shabbos. I was talking about this. It's smaller than the game. It wasn't like they didn't like the food, they just didn't enjoy eating altogether. So I was the answer. I bought a bag of jelly beans, and I hid it all over the Shabbos food. And uh, everyone ate because also it was over jelly beans. Now it works, right? You get them to set the meal, you get them to eat, whatever it is. They're, they're my tire, something else. But it's uh, what's the difference? If the idea is that they're part of it, they're there, they stay, whatever it is, good. If you want to ask questions and give out prizes, whoever gets the right answer, good. You found ways to involve them, to make them interested, to make them enjoy it. That, that's what you want. Don't believe in bribing kids? Depends for what. Depends on the context. On Shabbos, I don't I wouldn't do it every night to make me suffer, but on Shabbos, so you want you to. It's part of the experience. It's part of the fun. They come to the table looking for whatever it is. Whatever it is. But that, you have to, again, you keep up to adapting depending on where your kids are holding, what's appropriate for them. But yeah, look for ways. Look for things to do to make your kids enjoy it. And the last one, like I said before, is if it's going to be a shadow of what's more covered, what's more in the ones. And therefore, it's going to be a shadow of letting the kid enjoy himself or getting a shirt daddy. It's okay. That's, uh, the earnings are more important. And the Ikka Matara. The Ikka Matara is that it, you'll see for yourself your children look forward to Shabbos. Then ask what day is it? That's Arab Shabbos. Are the eyes light up? Oh, no. Right? That, I love it. Then you're doing a good job. Then you're doing a good job. <coughs> even, to, I'm not saying that the older kids, even to yours. Right? If they're old enough to understand what's different about Shabbos, then what you want also is that they look forward to Shabbos. 
It's different and it's good. We want the Shabbos. Shabbos is a matanata. It's a major part of Yiddishkeit. It's a major part of of where we express so many different aspects of living as a Jew. Like we're going to still talk about in the future. And therefore, the, the, the groundwork you have today, we've spoke about the Shabbos. The Shabbos of Shabbos is, that's something I look forward to. It's a day of the Karas of Shabbos only. And uh, even, therefore, the main thing of Shabbos, finish with this, is that your children also feel that. The Karas of Shabbos only. So Shabbos is something they look forward to. Shabbos is something special.